0: Okay, one last video for the night. Um, and welcome to Mullight Madness. Um, I'm your host Blake and I'm gonna be doing a story that I've been waiting so long to do. I'm not joking, I am in I'm a month away from being in college myself. And I wrote this like my first year in high in middle school. If not before then, I was actually probably in elementary man with this story. Like seventh like fifth grade, fourth grade, somewhere around that. So yeah, it's been a long time since I wrote the story, and I was digging around my counter the other night, just cleaning it out, and I actually found the pages to the story, and i want to read them for you tonight, so So back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, my name's Forrest, and I'm going to tell you a story about what happened to me in my early life. So, it started... Kind of similar to this. It all began on a dark and stormy night. When mad wolves attacked our camp. It was led by a murderous villain. By the name of Scar. He had two scars down his face. Made by wolf paws. Not to mention on his lip. He was, there's was a scar where he was bit as well. So honestly, we should have called him Scars, but then again, if you were to say, hey, Scars is coming, then, hey, Scars are coming. So we decided just to name him Scar and stick with that. I was three months old at the time. I was still a nursing pup. Unfortunately for me, I was caught by Scars' brother, Soundwave. He couldn't see, he was blind in battle, and he killed like 49 humans. He attacked a farmer, went by the name of Jared, inevitably ripping out his neck. But, however, he did lose both of his eyes. But he had some sort of weird power. You heard of bats, right? They could echolocate? Well, for some reason, it seemed like he had the same ability. He could tell when Tim was coming, and honestly, I never really heard him speak. Then again, I wasn't around him to find out if he could speak or not, but a lot of us thought he was mute. So, what ended up happening is he grabbed a hold of me and ran. The qu- my mother was named the queen, she tried to stop him. Soundwave dropped me for one second, grabbed her by the scruff of her neck, and bashed her against the tree. As she ran, she groaned. You have my baby, she said. As best as she could, after getting slammed into a tree. That's my father, who is known as the king, said. Kill them if you have to. Just get my son back. The guard said, yes sir, as they ran after me. I was slowing Soundwave down, and the guards were catching up. That's when Soundwave decided to ditch me in a bush. That's when they all were chasing after him as he laughed, and eventually lost them in the darkness. And I was forced to spend the night in a bush, cold and very afraid. The next day, a she wolf and male wolf were walking through the forest. They were young. The she-wolf looked about 20 years old, and the male wolf looked about 28. As he was walking behind her, on the account that he was not as energetic as she was, he said, feels like we've been walking forever. Can't we, can't wait to take a break for a minute, he wheezed. The She-Wolf, known as Alpida, said, George, you heard the call back there. Something big must have happened. If we're not careful, we'll be locked up in here with who knows what. For now, the best place for us is beyond the King's territory. I don't understand why being stuck in here is such a bad idea. The King's a nice fellow. We just tell him we're we're moving by, on passing through, and we'll be on our way. George, she groaned, irritably. Fine, let's just go. She took two more steps and then instantly stopped. Hey, George said. What the heck? I thought you wanted to keep going. Shh, she said as she covered his mouth with her tail. I heard something. What is it? I don't know. But it sounds like it's coming from in here. Be careful, El," he said. She stuck her head in the bush where I was at. "That's when she said. "Oh, well, hello. Where did you come from?" she said, on upon discovering me. "Alberta, oh, uh, what's wrong? What is it?" "Oh, relax, George. It's just a pup." "Uh, let's just let's just leave it. I think you hear the guards coming, George." She said. We're not just going to leave it, she said, imitating his voice. We gotta f- try to find its family. Yeah, Wolf is to have any. Oh, well, then... Then... Then we'll just have to take care of it. What? No. Oh, come on, George, she said. Fluttering her eyelashes. Look at him. He's so scared and lonely. We can't just leave him. She said, Alpha, it's out of the please. She said. Oh my gosh, George thought to himself. Why did she have to go and pull her please, I'm so helpless in this situation kind of voice? She knows that will give me to give in to anything. Even biting off my own tail if she asked for it. Luckily she didn't ask for it yet. But she did say she she loved my tail. Of course, I kept it nice and groomed. Which is probably not the best thing to do as we're on the road all the time. But, whatever. I looked at the pup and I saw its big blue eyes. So, I decided... I guess I have no choice I taking care of it. So, I'm like, alright. Fine, I said. But you have to carry the pup. That's fine by me, she said. And with that, she bent down and picked me up by the screw of my neck. Let's move on for one more hour and then we'll make camp. So, true to his word, we walked for another hour, and then we made a camp. Albedo said, it's okay, little guy. George gets a little cranky sometimes, We should be extra nice to him today. She grinned and smiled in a mother-like fashion. Now, George had a weird ability as well. It was a weird pack of wolves. But he knew how to start a fire with flint and steel. As he struck him, as he caught a blaze going, Hobarty said, You are so good at starting fires, George. I could never start one as fast as you. Really? He said smiling. Then he knew what offered was up to. Oh, I mean, it's not that hard. She winked at me, knowing that her little, oh, George, you're so perfect. It was doing exactly what she wanted. I smiled back, and then I yawned. I couldn't help it. I did spend all night in a bush, the previous night after all. That's when she said, Aww, are you getting sleepy? It's okay. You can use me as a pillow if you like. Well, I wasn't about to pass that up. hope it had a wonderful, furry chest. And she was warm. I mean, I know all you humans probably heard of a heating blanket. Well, that was air-conditioned to how warm her fur was. So, I snuggled as close as I could to her. Man, she radiated heat. And I fell asleep under two seconds flat. At least that's what she told me. George looked at us both, and for a second, I swear, I think I saw him smile before I dozed off. And she said well aren't you gonna lay down she said looking at George George said yeah sure I guess I could do that And he lay down when he looked at me now for the sleeping he opened his eyes just a little bit smiled again and said it's not serious smile after all these t- hard times and he fell asleep Little well, do we know that from the shadows we're being watched. The next morning, George got up and saw that I was no longer next to Alberta. Is it just a dream? He thought. Then he looked over and saw I was laying by him. Oh, right, he thought. So he got up and picked up his flint steel and steel was about to start the fire again. He was going to go hunting and he wanted to, to stay warm while he was looking. Then he heard rustling coming from the bushes. What the? Who? who, Who's there? Uh, Show yourself! (sighs) He said as he snarled. Then all of a sudden, a wolf stepped out. What the? Enya? What the heck are you doing here? That's when Alfredo woke up. George, what's going on? Enya! George, what's going on here? I don't know, she just appeared out of nowhere. I left my pack, she said. You what? I said I left my pack. I didn't like it there anymore. And I figured when I saw you guys leave, it'd be a good time for me to leave. It's not like you wanted to care if I was there or not. I just didn't like it there anymore. Wait, George said. So you just left the pack because you you just decided you didn't like it anymore? She looked at him. Tate's bearish She said, I hate that pack. I hate it and all the slime that comes along with it. Okay. Point taken, George said. So I figured that, well, maybe you'd allow me to join your pack. I can make my own way. I can even help you hunt for food. Yeah, well, me and Alden didn't didn't really leave the pack because we didn't like it. Me and her left the pack because we made well, we're mates, and we wanted to have a, a George. Let's not bore and yet with our stories. Have a what? Well, we wanted to have a pup. I would have said we just want to have a pup, but that doesn't matter anymore because we found one. But of course, because. Every day, you found a pup. It's not like that. It's not like when we were kids and i made up the fact we had pups. It's, well... And she showed Enya. What the? That's the king's pup! Wait, what? George said. Didn't you hear? The king's pup was pupping out not too long ago. Last night, actually. And you are harboring him. Do you know how much trouble you can get in I doubt the king's pup gets this far away from his territory. You don't understand. They'll be looking for him. And they have orders to kill whoever is found with the pup. Well, we'll try to get back to the kingdom then. That is the dumbest idea you have ever had, Enya said. Maybe, but then again, I'd rather be dumb and live happy than smart and be sad. Well then, I guess I can't stop you. You might as well at least try to get the pup back to his family. Well, that was news to Alpida. She thought to herself, I don't want to. He's my pup. He's mine. Mine to me. And he's sure he's trying to come up with a name for me. She would to call me Alari. But then again, I was a boy, not a girl. And there's already a girl named Alari. She was a pup of the Feathered Clan. I'm joking, it was actually called the Moonlight Pack. She was the leader's... I mean, the leader's uh, pup. Fang's pup, to be exact. A pup from this part of the forest the King's part. This could prove troublesome to get him back. What was that? Uh, nothing, Inya said. Let's keep going. So, at that particular time frame, we walked for another hour or so before we decided to have lunch. Here, Inya said, dropping a rabbit in front of my face. Eat this. I'll make you big and strong. I looked at her, like, Uh, yeah, I'm a pup that can't eat meat yet. I'm, st- I'm still nursing. Here, little fella, George said, like this. And he started to rip the rat apart, chewing with his mouth open, letting, it, letting the blood run down his face as he chewed. George, ugh, that's gross, it's not like that. I'll this head. Like this, Enya said, showing me proper etiquette. She was, she looked like a punk wolf, but she didn't have proper etiquette. And she showed me how to bite off a little piece, treat my mouth closed, and then swallow, without letting anything dribble down my face. But then again, I was still a milk pup. I wasn't even old enough to be called a pup, I was known as a bloodling. Which is technically you're called a bloodling until... five months. And I was only three months old. That's when I would have said... I don't think he can eat meat yet. Of course not. What else is wrong with this twisted forest we live in? That's when a she-wolf... ...one that didn't look... ...pretty and looked kind of homie. He was chasing a rabbit the rabbit got away and she was panting George looked at her she glared at George uh... it went that way she glared at him with a mean kind of way like she wanted to strangle him uh, over there by the I know where he went you idiot I'm tired of chasing that dang rabbit What are you all doing here? Uh, we're just, uh, enjoying lunch, George said. Of course, that's what everyone's trying to do nowadays. Now, I'm hungry, and you're the closest person to me. What's that mean? It means you might want to move, or I might eat you. You're a cannibal? It's a figure of speech, idiot. OK Mean girl said calls me an idiot. Can we leave now? Alberta looked at him, saying Quiet Well, that was unexpected. Habada was a nice one and she decided to invite the wolf over. Would you like to have, share our food? I don't need anything from you. We have rabbits and deer. Well, that was nothing to convince her. So, uh, where's your pack at? I don't have a pack. She said, You don't have a pack? That's hard to believe. George, shut up. Alpida whispered. And said, Alright, I'm Alpida. That's Enya. You already met George. And this is Forrest, our pup. What are the odds, I thought. She actually named me my true name that was given. Then again, Forrest was a popular name at the time. What's your name? Gwen. She said, Oh, Gwen, that's a pretty name. What are you doing out here in the first place? I don't know anything about you. So give me one good reason why I should tell you anything about me. Well, I'm just wondering. After all, if you're not don't have a pack, it's better to be here than a pack where nobody wants you. <laughs> Queen groaned. <sighs> well, you we can stay with us for a little bit. I guess I will. Just because you need me. Don't feel like you have to say yes. After all, like I said, it's better to be alone than a pack where nobody wants you. And that's what we're offering, because we want you here. And you looked at her like, I don't. But after all, you started the pack, so I guess I'm actually Leah. Gwyn's like, Alright then, whatever, I'll join. So Gwyn joined. After a little bit, Albert said, Hmm. It's been a while since we fed the pup. Let's all go hunting. "Are we go hunting, George can save the pup. Oh, what? George said, I have an idea. How about George go hunting and you guys watch the pub, huh? Huh? He said. Bye, George. I said, don't you worry. You don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. But don't I have a say in this? And they walked away. I was looking at George. Don't look at me like that. He said. As the girls went hunting, they came across a rushing river, up to froze. Oh, maybe we should go a different way. This seems like the only way across the river, but we must find a way to cross. Why don't we just swim across? Gwyn said. Well, the river is going quite fast. Aw is someone too prissy to get her own paws wet? How about I just throw you in, and while you're at it, you can catch us some nice, juicy fish. No, no, no! It's not that. What? Are you, what is it, Alphard? You look nervous. It's just uh, I, I, uh, I can't swim. Well, this is just wonderful, isn't it? Well, what should we do? Um, how will we take the bridge? It looks sturdy enough. Ah, uh, fine. And yes, it. Let's take the bridge. As I said, it looks sturdy enough. I still him we're going to swim, Gwen muttered. And she climbed over. Well, well, well. What do we have here? Said a wolf. Who are you? Asked Appla. My name is Sharpfang. And this is my sister, Silvercoat. Hi. What are you doing here? We just want to cross this. Oh, well, to cross this, you need to pay a price. But we don't have anything you want. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm sure we can make something work out. Down, boy! Sets overcoat. Sure about him, he thinks he's some sort of nova or whatever. Just saying, there's always a way. Yes, there's always a way. And your ways are always creepy, so shut up. Fine, just saying. I am too, and I'm just telling you to shut up. And stop being a creeper. Whatever, sister, whatever you say. He said in that Katsunova voice. Anyway, we're looking for a sister. If you can help us find her... Then we'll gladly let you pass. Said so Casanova, Known as Sharp Fang. Wait a minute. What is your sister's name? Well, her name is... Her name is actually Skyler. But... In the pack she recently joined, they gave her a new name. shyly. Shiley. You kidding? We know exactly where Charlie at. She's with Crow. She lives in the Waterlands. How in the heck did they get the name Waterlands? Remember the fact that that's where we all go to drink water. They own the water. We own the game. We have a little trading thing. They let us go and have water. We give them food and let them hunt on our land. They take only what they need. That's the law. Well duh, it's the same law everywhere. Anyway, can you point us in the right direction? We really want to see our sister again. Sure, we're actually on the land right now. Went to talk to Crow, the leader. Walked five miles down that way, then hang a the left and you'll be right at his den. Okay then, then we saw something kind of odd, we ran across a cat, wearing a top hat, a dog that looked quite stupid, a big raven, and a a bunny rabbit named Monty, (coughs) Aw, cute. I thought. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Hat. I am a, I am part of the Cat Caravan. In fact, I'm the leader of the caravan here. Now, I'm here, and I see all your wolves here. And I trade bottle cats for priceless run-the-mill items that I doubt none of you even have. What kind of items? And you asked. Well, we have corkscrews. We have weapons. We have these weird bottles. And we have this weird video game called Star Fox Adventures. That we found in a rich house. And not only that, we have this something about a fat man named Mario. His slightly slimmer brother named Luigi. And tons of other things that I daggum tell you ain't got nothing like this. Especially being wolves and all. We even got these things called glass eyes. For those who only have one eye. Look similar to a marble. Now, we have them in blue, and green, and yellow, and red, and every daggum color of the daggum rainbow. Now, I know you wolves can't see all the colors I can, but you can take my word for it. That I can give you whatever color you want. We've got indigo, violet, and we even have it in neon. But that's 15 bottle caps for the neon one, and only one bottle cap for all the others. Because everyone is drawn to neon. I promise you, girls, right here, and some of you fellas, you get the neon eye, you're gonna be the strike. You can get she wolves to the left and the right, unless, of course, you're a girl. In which case, the male wolf's gonna be out going after you from left or the right. There ain't no one that can resist neon. Even if you're colorblind, neon draws you. Um, all of us have our eyes. Thank you. Said Alpida. And what is the point of glass eyes? Won't they only get dirty or get in your way? Anya you said. Yeah, if you're a real person that's really strong. You don't need no neon eye to show that you're tough. You just need to bite out the other person's throat before they get a hold of you. Well, Missy, that may be true, but I'm telling you, you can't beat the neon eyes. Whatever, can we just cut the chase? Why are you here? Well, we're trying to find a place for us to stay for a little bit. And we thought, eh, hey, wolves are protective of their own. Especially the females, we've been watching for a few days now. As far as we can tell, there's only two males in your pack. George. And the pup. Unless, of course, you count this new fella, Sharpfang, that just joins you here. But then again, he has a sister, so that kind of counterbalances it. Yeah. Whatever you say. Stupid cat. Then Supercoat said... I think it's time we have a little cat snack. And she's about to give Hat a bite. That's when Monty jumped out. I wouldn't do that if I were you, Monty said. Oh, and what are you going to do? Now there, Monty, hold on now. Don't you burn this, She-Wolf. Just give her an example. See that cobra right over there? It escaped from the zoo. Monty, show them what you do. And we were shocked. Monty literally ripped open the cobra in five seconds. And by the time we found it, the cobra was eaten alive. Fear the wild rabbit, Monty said. Raven said, Sir, what is it, Raven? I see the Crown Lords. Jim Jones, the wolf. Oh, no. Yes, Threader. Captain, the sky's approaching. Well, y'all, you might want to hide now. Dog, get me and my fellows back in this caravan, and then you take us and hide us. And then you better find a place to hide too. After that, we all hid. However, in the meantime, we heard them talking. Threda said okay Dawsey listen here we're gonna go find this stupid wolf pup that's been missing the captain's a wonderful he knows what he's doing I'm sick of you kissing up to the captain and all that maybe for once you should put your weight you need to since you gained a lot that is if you're not too busy making out the captain enough the captain said and bit her on the lip. <laughs> wow, I never thought it would actually had to stick up for you, Threda. Dazzy, you're so immature. Girls, listen, said Nova. We're all tired. Now let's just stop bickering and get some sleep. But it's not even midday yet. While well, you two take a nap, we'll look at the pup. <sighs> it dang burns, said Dazzy. So what are we going to do now? Well, we're going to find the pup. I tell the others, they'll kill all the others, capture the pup, and I'll take all the credit. It's better this way. It still stinking burns. I'll wash it off in the cold stream. We're in Crow's territory. He has all the water. Let's go to the sacred springs of Azul. Azul? Yes, Azul. Oh, Azul. Yes, the healing spring. One of the many. It's the closest one to here. But by the time they discussed that, they saw me. One of them ran and grabbed a hold of me. And by that time, F1, Alpha, George, silver Silvercoat, and everyone else chased after me, and cornered them. And yet said, listen here dear, you might want to give us the pup back, because you really don't want to keep him. That's when Gwen Patton said, yeah, you guys are stupid, let's want to keep him and see what happens. Well, this isn't over. There will be a day where we will get the pub, and you won't always be around. They keep him. And with that, they walked away. What's that? George said. Oh. My. Lupus. What's wrong? Look. We looked, and we found out we were in the place that wolves call Hell on Earth. Smoky Farm. Now old Smokey was the sheepdog that worked there but his owner was not a nice person. We called him, we called him Mr. McDonagle. Donegal was an elderly man with a round happy face with sparkling blue eyes and a mouth made for smiling. That didn't mean he couldn't be downright vicious towards our, w- towards us wolves when they had a chance. He saw us. You daggum fool like it, mangy mutts! He yelled. And with that, he grabbed his double shotgun and pulled the trigger. First one he missed. As we were running, he shot again. And that's when he shot. Oh no. We thought. As we heard a yelp. It was the cat's nova. Sharp bang. No! Silvercoat said. Brother, speak to me! You know, I always said that I want to go off the bang. Well, sister, it's been nice knowing you. Shyly, that I wish I could've been there. Just to see your face. Just one last time. And with that, he closed his eyes, and he died. No, (gasps) no, she cried. Come on, I was said. We can't stay here any longer. He'll soon find us. But I can't leave my brother. Put him up on my back, George said. We'll take him with us. To show Shirley. Ah, now listen here. I know it might not be the best time for me to help sell things. But I do have a wolf-sized coffin in the caravan. And tell you what, I won't even charge you the bottle caps for it. You can have it for dang free, and you can't buy this kind of workmanship. She sighed. And said, okay. And she took the coffin. That's part one, everyone. Thank you for listening to this. If you liked it, tune in for part two. And be on the lookout for the next wolf brothers podcast video and light madness video thank you everyone for watching this video and good night and remember look in the shadows because this world it's a strange one